What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the America is Blue podcast, ready to chop up the action uh, in the Premier League this weekend as our men in blue traveled north to Anfield to take on Liverpool. Uh, Very interesting match, to say the least. A lot to talk about, even though it was a nil-nil draw. Not exactly uh, what you wake up at 7.30 in the morning to uh, delve into, but nonetheless, Jay, this is the America is Blue podcast. You get the first word around here. What did you think of the match overall, man? How the mighty have fallen. Uh, yeah, this was a bore fest. And it was, it's shocking, man. Dude, last year we played Liverpool. And although we didn't fare well, you know, there were a bunch of draws. We lost a bunch of matches on PKs. Um, it was like, it was high level, entertaining football. They were just a better team than we were. Yeah. But it was amazing to watch those games. And such a short time later... Um, I'm, I'm listen. You come away from Anfield with a point. You got to feel good about it. It's definitely not a bad result. It was just, I mean, the the quality of the play between two sides who were historically great, really in a struggling moment, was just painful, painful to watch as a spectator. Yeah, dude. So, well, yeah, not not friendly on the eyes. Keep keep this in mind. I mean, and also the last couple times that we've been playing them, aside from you know our typical league games, it's been for silverware. It's been for the FA Cup. It's been for the league cup. Yep. Like, I mean, like stuff that really matters. And and to your point, man, they look really bad. We do not look good at all either. It is a little bit of an interesting time, to say the least, to be a fan of one of these uh, gigantic clubs of, of English football. And it was uh it's just very strange to be having a conversation of us getting a clean sheet at Anfield, walking away with a with a point, and then still tenth. It's uh, it's just kind of an interesting time to be alive, man. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, I mean, dude, we're both teams, right? Like, we obviously can't put the ball in the net. Like, our problems are different from their problems. Both sides have, you know, a significant lack of confidence in what they're doing out there. I know both sides are dealing with a rash of injuries. There's problems. But, you know, th- their midfield and their back line is a nightmare, up front, they just can't put anything together because there's no flow between the various units on the field. And again, even the guys who are great up top aren't playing with confidence. Uh, with us, you know, we're, we're starting to put it together a little bit on the back line, or at least it appeared so. Um, and now our midfield and our front line is absolute trash. So <laughs> I don't know what to do. Hopefully our, our, our reinforcements, once these guys can all get on the field together, um, that will start to pick up the pace of play and get some goals in the back of the net because we have seen some bright spots there. Thank God. Well, it has been an absolute struggle for us to get the ball in the back of the net. And just to keep this in mind, we're 10 points off the top four right now. Uh, both Newcastle and United have uh, 39 points. They score goals. Actually, Newcastle is very good at preventing them, which also helps. So uh, we need to we, we at least we didn't concede this week. No doubt, we just got to get better at putting a few past uh, the opposite team's goaltender. So, with that in yes. mind, man, um, you know, very peculiar lineup. You wait, know. wait, wait, before we go to the lineup, what's your word for the game? Oh, well, the word. Give me your the, word. The, the word for the game is sloppy, brother. Sloppy. And, Spot and, on. And, and I mean, it it felt like an American football game that was just played in the mud. Everybody was just slodging around and it was not neat, not tidy. A uh, lot of dirty kits out there. Uh, it, it just didn't seem, 
you know, free flowing or, or when there was an opportunity. And this is on both sides. People just couldn't find the key pass. People couldn't get the right touch. People couldn't get the right control that they needed. It was just out and out a dud fest from the finishing perspective. And now that we're segueing, segueing into the match, but I, I mean, we are notorious for not getting lineups right. There's no doubt about it. But man, I think this one might have been like an all time, like, man, you guys don't know anything. We got the back line and the keeper pretty good. I think we got those spot on. I think everything else was pretty much for shit, but I mean, that's the way it, it goes. It, it, it was very interesting. Well, and your boy Lewis Hall finally got a run out at his natural uh, position. Uh, I, I think he left a little bit to be desired. We can we can kind of unpack that uh, as we go. But it was a very interesting lineup. Um, you know, we 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 didn't have some of the some of the right guys in there. Mudrick did did not make his uh, debut in the starting lineup. But it was a, a very interesting collection of uh, of players for sure. Yeah, I mean, starting from the back, I'm glad we threw these guys out there. I, I was I was really you know seeing Chalaba come off. I, I like him as a reserve right back. I don't know how significant the injury is. I know we're a day late after the game, but um, another one bites the dust. It's It sucked. I mean, in the midfield, I think we both had Kovacic. He didn't even suit up, so nope. there's something going on there. Um, but just focusing on the back line a little bit, I thought Kukurea played a really decent game. No, I mean, nothing you know tremendous, but like a really solid game, and you're going up against Mo Salah. Even Mo Salah on his worst day is still an absolute nightmare. So for you to be able to lock that down and not really give up any any clear chances to him, kudos to him. I thought Chalaba was good on the other side, and the two men in the middle uh, were awesome. They were the highlight of the team between Badiashile and and Thiago Silva. I'll give Betty Gashili like the ever slightest little knock that some of his passing was untidy, but as far as what he was doing defensively and then also what he was bringing on the offensive end in the box uh, by flashing. Great, great stuff. Great stuff. I mean, two points I want to hammer home there. I definitely agree with you. Uh, we got to give Kukurea, uh so, some props. We, you know, we've been, we've been roasting him when he hasn't been playing well and Mo Salah had his chances, and what I mean by that was he had him isolated. He had opportunities to to make him look a, a fool and put him in the washing machine a, a couple of times, but he stood his ground. He kept him in front of him, didn't give up anything sloppy because you know how Mo, Mo Salah can create goals from from nothing, and uh, we, we we kept him in check, which was a great shine. And dude, Batty Ashile, man. I got a gush on this guy for a second. Again, the California Redwood, he just looks so elegant out there. He just he just looks very composed. Uh, I love the left foot. I thought his passes were quite tidy, actually. Uh, I, I thought he looked very buttoned up, ever the Frenchman. Uh, and he just seems like a guy who is going to fit right in with the culture. He's going to fit into the lineup. He looks the part. And I mean him next to Tiago Silva, who just continues to get better with age. He is Amazing. he is aging in an oaken barrel. That guy. I mean, it's just freaking unbelievable what he's been able to do. And having a guy like Batty Ashile as his um, has his opposite number is just going to be really, really good. I, I think they could be an excellent pairing. And look, man, we got a chance to tighten it up here and make a run at the top four or five. Those two have to be tight in the back, and that, that's going to be a, a huge key to our success. And for Betty Shealy, like 
you haven't gone up against top-notch Premier League opponents quite yet. You've looked really solid against Palace and a wounded, battered Liverpool team. I'm not ready to fully anoint it and like really hype up the bandwagon, but I mean, you can't pick your opponents, right? So it's like he's gotten out there and he's gotten the job done, exactly what we wanted to see from the guy against who was thrown out there. It'll be interesting to see once we go up, go up against more top-level teams with more of an attacking side that's actually a threat to see how he does there and see if he's able to bring his game up with the level of play. But for him, man, what an opportunity. You come over in the January window, you get to play next to arguably the greatest center back of all time. And like you said, a guy who just continues to get better. I mean, he just plays at such a high level. It's an amazing opportunity for him to spend the rest of the season. And if we're lucky, maybe some additional time moving forward, because I really don't want to ever not see Tiago Silva in a blue shirt. That guy can stay here till he's 60. I'm cool. Put him in a wheelchair back there. He's still going to be heading balls out. Um, And on the flip of that, I feel bad for Tiago Silva. Like he's the only guy who's just been consistently putting it out there and doing it well. And I got to just imagine he's sitting there with the quality of football that he's seen from his club experience, from playing with Brazil and looking at what's been going on and just being like, man, like we got to, we got to put, this together and have guys start to pick up their level of play. And he's been just the backbone. I mean, he's been, well, he's part of our champions league winning side too. So it's not like he's a stranger to silverware and, and, and blue. That being said, yeah, he does, you know, you, you want to continue to see this guy get a little bit of help and hopefully he can, you know, he can finish his career in in winning situations. So, you know, yeah. Overall, I thought in the in the first half, and generally speaking, we looked the better side. Uh, but you know, that's like I don't know, being the the fastest snail. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly what the what the equivalency is there. But you know, it just it just really did. It looked like a ninth versus tenth clash as we're watching it, and I was like, man, this is this is the state of affairs. This is. This is what it looks like. This is this is the theater you get with ninth and tenth. Dude, I thought it was worse than that. Like, like, give me years ago, like Stoke versus Swansea. Oh God, that shit looks better than this, right? Like, the, the, it was just sloppy, just turning balls over, making poor poor decisions. Everything was wrong from both of these teams. I don't think either one of them did anything right the entire game, which is embarrassing, with the exception of a couple of key players. Yeah, I mean this this was. I feel like I can watch better pickup games in my local park. Little, little it was it was that sloppy. It was that sloppy. Yeah, yeah. yeah give like me some that. of that. Yeah, that's higher level than what we saw out there. But anyway, so look, look, I have some things to say about this. But give me your thoughts on the midfield. I know they, they, there's I think there's some picking on that needs to happen here. But why don't why don't I give it over to you before I lose my shit on, on some well, of these? Well, I mean, Lewis looked a little lost out there. I'll tell you what. Georgie played great. Georgie, Georgie played awesome. Uh, I, I thought he, he was ever available. I thought he played really, really well. Georgie was really positive. Him and Tiago Silva were clearly, you know, bossing things out there, getting guys in the right positions. You could see a couple of times Georgie was getting frustrated with people's runs uh, and, and stuff like that. But I actually thought, you know, Georgie was great. I just thought Lewis Hall left a lot on the table. There was a lot of sloppy passing. He got caught out a couple of times uh, dwelling on the ball, which was, you know, kind of disappointing. Um, we played a little bit more of, I would, you know, I'd say a four-two-three-one is what we, you know, is what we marched out. I just, um, 
I was not impressed other than Georgie. I thought Georgie played great, but our midfield just couldn't get that right touch. Couldn't, couldn't get it going. And Carney was driving me nuts a couple of times on, on finishes and stuff like that. When, when he came on, it was just, it just seemed lackluster. I, I was losing my mind. I agree wholeheartedly about Jorginho. This is what Jorginho is, right? Like, it's rare that he's going to show really flashy moments or pick out like a Cesc Fabregas pass. We, we, we beg, we want it. We keep on asking for it when we do see it, but he doesn't do that. He's just somebody to kind of cool everybody down, chill you out, slow the tempo of play a little bit. That's also probably his biggest weakness is that he does that and we miss out on opportunities to advance. But in this game, like I thought his leadership was great. Lewis Hall, it was a howler. It was really bad. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat him up because he's 18 years old and he's been playing out of his normal position. This is his natural position. I'm not beating up an 18 year old kid who's playing at Anfield, who just had a really sloppy piss poor game. It it was piss poor though. And he needs to be afforded the time and the patience to grow and develop. And let's see what we got with him. You can't beat him up. But I loved how when he was making mistakes, Jorginho wasn't on him, but he was he was being nurturing with yeah. him in a, in a good way. So I love seeing that out of him. Oh, God. Connor Gallagher. Your boy. Your boy. Connor, Connor Gallagher. Is, I'm trying to be nice. He clatters he into just, people. He, he runs out of control. He's fucking bad. He's just bad. He's got no touch. He's got no dribble. He's got no stability. He gets rubbed off the ball. He does this thing where he heavy touch, turns it over, sprints, head, I mean, just charges right into the guy, tries to break through him like he's the Kool-Aid guy through a wall. And for whatever reason, always sticks his leg right in between the opponent's legs and is an immediate foul. Every time, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. He, I mean, we're a mid-table team. I can't say that he's a mid-table player. I guess that's appropriate right now. But this is not just not the dude. He's just not the dude. I don't care how much hopping around he does and how much energy he puts into a game and how much he leaves out there. I don't care. The guy just does not have... We, we don't even see hints of quality that would constitute a spot, even in a depleted Chelsea squad. I'd rather... Give Hall more chances. Give Chuko make him more chances. Because I'm not, you know, even if they're a little off or they're bad, so be it. And then lastly, we got to talk about missing Mount, man. Missing, we got to talk missing about missing Mount. Mount. This is distressingly bad. You know, you're in a contract year, and maybe you're not getting the shine from from the from the new front office that you were hoping for. Maybe you thought the trajectory of your career given some of the years that you've put under your belt was going to put you into a certain echelon. I'll, there's a lot of noise about this. I don't know what's true, but you're in a contract year. So whether you're here or you're elsewhere, you're playing for your professional future, whatever this may look like. And I don't know what's going on. I don't know how he has gotten this bad. It's not only disappear, it's bad. And it's, I, it's the biggest question mark I have. There are guys who are just like, eh, maybe, eh, no, no, he just sucks. Or somebody's underperformed. But Mason Mount is Chelsea blue through and through. Like, we've been in love with this guy for years. And I, I don't know what's happened to him. Like, I'm almost concerned. 
it, I don't know what's happened to him. He has, that, was, that was as bad as I've ever seen him. He has lost a, a bit of the Midas touch. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, we got to think that he's putting the work in in training. You know that the the you know the Chelsea management and the front office want him. You, I, I mean, I would be really really surprised if he if he gets if he gets out of here. Uh, it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of interesting to see how that that goes down. There's there's no doubt about it. But he he is lacking quality right now. He is not he's not playing up to his standards. He knows that this isn't uh, you know Champions League quality football that he's playing right now. He didn't have a great World Cup. He's been a little bit. Um, it, he's been incomplete, yep. and quite frankly, his his performance was pedestrian. Uh, and, and we need the talisman. We need that guy that's going to come and really, really put a stamp on the game and really show some quality and some danger in the final third. And we just haven't gotten that from him. And it's uh, it's it's really unfortunate because we absolutely need him. And as far as Connor Gallagher goes. He kind of plays like he had like a couple of Mountain Dews before the game, like and, and, and like, a few lines and, 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 and like, smokes some meth. And, and, I don't know. I don't know. He 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 does he does play with a an almost uh, uncontrolled fervor sometimes, and you need to have that controlled, you know, a little bit more more poise, uh, especially out of a, a player who is an England international and some guy who won uh, Player of the Year for for Crystal Palace last year in the in the Premier League. I just, I, I just don't see it with him. It's like one thing. It's like if you see a guy who's out of control or sometimes is over the top, but you're getting those moments of skill. You're getting the moments where he's picking the right ball out. He's making the right run. He's adding to the to the progression of play. It's like you can put up with it. You can put up with it. But I get there's no net positive out of him. I don't see anything good. Maybe there's a little run, and then all of a sudden it halts, and then nothing happens. Or it's a heavy touch and then turnover, turnover, turnover on defense. Just foul the guy. Boom. Free kick. I just don't know what you had beside running around and being handsome. That's all I got for him. That's it. Well, speaking of guys running and doing exciting things, we did see a very, very attractive footballer hit the pitch wearing the number 15, Mikhailo Mudrik, jumped on and boy, did he jump off the screen. When you got a chance to look at that guy, I didn't get a chance to really see him, you know, play live other than the, you know, the highlights I've seen. It's different, but man, he really is something when he gets the ball at his feet. It's again, tough to judge. Like you, you could see that there was some rust that he needed to shake off. I'm sure you have to have some kind of nerves. Your first game going to your major elevation from Shakhtar and now you're playing at Anfield. So there was like a there was a little bit of rust as soon as he got on the field, but man, like, and again, it's the same thing that I'm coming away with from after we saw Jao Felix for a period, you know for sixty minutes. Is now you're seeing how much of a difference in quality there is between guys who are really talented and what we've been throwing out there. There's just like gulf, and in this game, you know, I I love what Ziek does. And I, 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 it was just constantly just putting dangerous balls in. If we were not at, in the first half prior to Mujic coming on, if we were not attacking through Ziyech, there was not an attack. 100%. There was not even a chance. When Mujic came on, now you're seeing a completely different player profile. Somebody who is nifty with the ball at his feet. Somebody who is fast. Like, I mean, that guy's going to put fear into some people back there. And it's like, man, like, fuck, they, 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 this is a good player. Like, I don't know what we've been watching, but that's a good player. 
you just I love brought, what I saw. brought something to, to my mind because what, what what Mudrick can can do now is you know Ziyech is known for those laser beam cross field balls uh, and switching up plays. A guy like Mudrick can actually run underneath that. You know you know what I mean? It's, it's like Tom Brady throwing a bomb to Randy Moss. It's like you can't you can't out throw him. He's gonna run. It's like no, you can't you can't put a ball that's too too long for Mudrick really. Like he he can catch up to it, and that that could put some real pressure with the way that Hakeem Ziyech uh, thinks on, you know, on that right side and Mudrick on the left. And dude, they almost connected. They almost yeah. connected twice on that exact ball. It was like, you know, a slight, a slight missed touch or a slight heavy touch on one. And I think the other one he missed by about an inch, but these guys haven't even played together. So I don't expect their chemistry to be great. But again, like where Kai Havertz will fail every time on that type of cross I can see it sailing through. Kai keep missing. Let it sail through the middle. Let it fall to Mudrick and let him get it done because I think we're going to see some of that. And then when you get Jao Felix mixed in, you start to get some of these other guys who are coming back. We're going to potentially have Reese James back by our next game. He can start bombing down the side, maybe interchange with Ziyech. I'm starting to feel better about things. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just starting to feel like, okay, I'm, I'm getting the vision, at least from what the front office is putting on the field. Graham, just do your thing. To sturdy the ship, I, you know. I obviously, you know, I don't like you, but like, th- th- there could be some really good things coming, and we can put something that'll be fun to watch together. That's just, I just want to be entertained and see good football uh, played, dude. Reece it James, looks like we might be getting there, dude. Reese James is like bacon; he, he makes everything better. You know, what I mean? he's just, he's just delicious. So much better, so much yeah. better. So with Mister with Mister Mudrick, we got to see him. You know, very pacey. My note was, I was like. He could actually be Timo Werner, but a guy who stays on sides. Like if he could be like Timo Werner, who like stays on side and finishes. Like that's like that's the guy you want. He's he's got some extreme pace, um, which which I love to see. But unfortunately, the game for me was just defined by errors and miscues. And there's yep. there's nothing else to to really say about that, man. I'm with you 100. <clears throat> percent Yeah, I'm I'm glad that we got some flashes. I'm glad that we got to see Mudrick. I'm, I'm glad that Betty Achille is still holding up his end of the bargain and performing really well. I'm happy about that because that plays well for the future of this club even past the season. Whatever happens now, to get these kind of guys incorporated in, get them experience in the Premier League, and to have them show up and actually stand up to the pressure makes me very happy. No doubt, brother. All right, so let, let's let's wrap it up, man. Let's go to the man of the match, which, as always, is brought to you by All Out Fitness. And at All Out Fitness, they're inspiring individuals to be their best selves. Jay Martin Himmelstein, who is your man of the match? Uh, I'm giving it to Tiago Silva. It's just to, continue, to, to be the field general out there for the back line. I mean, just constantly in the right place at the right time. We, we talk about and we complain about some of the other players on the attacking end who are just always making the wrong decision, passing when they should be shooting, shooting when they should be passing, poor run. He doesn't screw up. It's so rare that we see him make a just brain-busting error or make the wrong play or go out of position and not have it work. Like He's just constantly making surgically correct decisions. So um, it's awesome to watch him. It's awesome to watch him week in and week out. It's a pleasure. Um, he gets my man out of the match privilege no doubt about it i am going with uh, the italian international the penalty taker Jorginho. uh i thought that i thought that he played really really well um again he was definitely our best uh you know midfielder 
he was making good decisions, trying to be positive, you know, leading the leading the team in that uh, I guess vice general role. If you're going to call Tiago Silva the the general, um, I'm definitely going to give it to Jorginho. I, I thought he was he was fantastic, so I'm going to give him the nod. And then uh, you know, Jay coming up next, uh, we got we got a little break time coming up here. No no game this week. Our next game is until Friday, February third. Fulham comes to the Bridge in a revenge match. In uh, a, a renewal of the West London Derby, hopefully we can uh, even things up. They got us the last time, especially off the Willian goal, broke my heart. Hopefully we can uh, redeem ourselves. Amen to that. And maybe over the break, you know, we're going to be closing out the January window. Maybe that'll be our uh, our cast content. Dive into these guys. See how they've already assimilated in. We could just do a transfer window. Uh, Great minds. Great minds. Well, there's a, there's a lot to yeah. talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Todd Father's been out there splashing the cash, and there's definitely, definitely a lot to break down. So everybody out there, thank you so much for the likes. Thank you so much for the subscribes. Whether you do it on Instagram, follow us on TikTok, whatever platform it is, we really appreciate you. Check out AmericaIsBlue.com for any of the content that you guys want to catch up with us on. And we'll be back next time with some transfer window talk. And then we'll be getting into Fulham next week. Take it easy, guys.